Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you absolute legends. It's the king of the couch back in your ear holes for another edition of the world's greatest podcast ever, the king of the couch. Oh, God, it's been so long. Hey, uh, straight up, firstly, apologies I didn't get on last week. I um, uh, I hit the Instagram stories. I No real reason other than I had a shitty cough. Um, and I, every time I was talking, like I am talking on here, I was just like, it's no good. No one wants to listen to that shit. So um, I apologize. It was my birthday last week. I had a whole thing about my birthday big diatribe. We won't dig up the old things. But uh, look, happy birthday to me again. I was 32. Um, that's why I didn't do it on the Monday night. And the Tuesday, I fell ill. Wednesday was a bit like that. And Thursday, I got a call from my cousin who I said, look, man, let's get on the show. He's a bit, he's a bit too nervous. He wants to be on the show, but he's a bit too nervous. I understand that. Um, but uh, he's an international guest, uh, an Irish an Irish uh, motherfucker. So my first international guest, no doubt. But anyway, I'm back. Episode 79. It's 8.15 p.m. on a Monday evening, 25th of January, 2021. Let's fucking go. Um, tomorrow, Australia Day. We'll talk about that soon. Um, I'm chipper. I'm cheery. And I've got a non-alcoholic beer ready. Ah, let's open that little son of a bitch. Mmm. Delicious. I, um... I've been getting into the non-alcoholic beers, but not not like not heaps. You know what I mean? Just when you want that flavor, that that um. See, the thing is, like, I'm I am. I'll be honest. I, I am over alcohol. I'm getting really over alcohol, but I still enjoy the flavor of it. So obviously, the if you like the flavor of something and it gets you drunk, then naturally, yeah, you know, there's there's the pros and cons. That's what I'm getting at. But the non-alcoholics are pretty good. So I've got the um. It's not purely non-alcoholic. It's the Cooper's Ultra Light. So it it's fucking light. Like it's. 0.5% alcohol, so I'd have to have about 50 of them before I could even think of not driving. It's You know what I mean? It's so light, but it's got a great little flavor, nice beery flavor, and it makes me feel like I'm in the zone when I'm not, uh, and I'm still, you know, stone cold sober. I could have one of these and go to the gym and pump a, you know, some bloody bench press PBs, probably. But anyway, um, apologies why I wasn't here last week, but uh, we've got a few things to talk about, quite a few things to talk about, some wine chat, I, uh, you know, some weekend chat, some bloody good things that I've been doing, a bit of social media chat, a bit of digital detox chat, some some goals, some, you know, shout outs, some movies and some UFC and some punchable offenses and some cryotherapy. But anyway, I won't, uh, I won't hold you up any longer. Let's get stuck into it. Um, I said last week was my birthday, I turned 32. It was a good day. Beck had taken me out on a little date. Um, we went and saw a movie and went and saw The Dry. Go and check it out. It's good. I'll do a bit of a, ah, fuck, I'll do the review now because, you know, I'm talking about it. Let's, let's just keep it all in, uh, in, in, in perfect harmony tonight. Uh, the Dry, I really thought it was a good movie. 10 out of 10, Australian flick. Go and check it out. It was... Got Eric Banner in it, and there was a few other Aussie Aussie Joker actors in there, but uh, really good. I won't ruin it for you, but sort of murder-suicide sets the scene. It's in Outback, regional Victoria, and there's kind of two stories side by side, so it's kind of like this murder-suicide whodunit sort of thing, and then there's flashbacks when Eric Banner and his crew were kids, and it's sort of like, well, teenagers and you know, one of the uh, one of the people there sort of dies as well. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but there, two stories side by side, and I was sitting there going... Who done it? Is it this? Is that? Couldn't pick it. But honestly, ten out of ten. Fucking loves it. Love Australian film. Don't want to sound biased, but I really do. It's really raw, brutal in your face. Kind of like the English. They do. It, they do a nice raw and brutal in your face. It's those Americans, those American chums of ours that uh, that 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 kind of really do it over the top, make it seem that quite a bit fake. But very good movie. Sorry, my phone's going off next to me. Um, yeah, so that's where I was at. But it was good. Beck took me on a little date, sort of surprised me to this ramen place that I really wanted to go to. So that was really awesome. Umami Ramen in Maruchidor. Shout out. Go and check it out. The Tonkotsu Ramen. Unfucking real. Um, then we went and got the movie tickets, which I kind of got. I kind of thought this, this is what she was planning because I'm like, well, why have you got to be somewhere specific at certain times? And I, you know, I was narrowing it down. And we were in the area, so I sort of picked it. And I had been mentioning every day that I really want to see this movie, so that was good. And before that, we hit up Time Zone. Time Zone's fun, isn't it? It, it is fun. No matter how old you are, it's fun playing some Daytona, some air hockey, all this other shit. I got on the Jurassic Park game. You have to like shoot the shit out of the dinosaurs. I felt like a kid again. At 32 years old, I felt like a kid. It was unreal. Um, 
but yeah, so we did that. Um, yeah, that's what I did. I had some nice, nice Cupio Pinot Noir dry rosé for my birthday. So shout out rosé, the Rosé Appreciation Society Presidente. Uh, 10 out of 10. It's probably my new favorite rosé. Go and check it out. Big Daniel Murphy's is running a special 13 bucks a bottle right now. Unreal. But um but yeah, look that was that was last week. I uh it was a bit all over the shop. I can't even remember what I was going to talk about last show. I'm probably I'll probably dredge some of it up, but I've got a few new things to talk about. I've been um I will I will get I'll get into it too, but I've I've sort of been hanging off my phone a bit, so I have probably not been note taking as much as I I have, but got a few new things that I've tried, so we'll 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 give a few things away. Um but anyway, we'll get into this past weekend because it was a, it was a bit of a bit of a good one. So um, Friday night we hung out with our friends Jamie and Jared. Oh, top of the top of the hour. I've Got to give my my good friend Jared Sukjai a big shout out. He, people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, he's the uh, the conspiracy theorist uh, co-host that I have on. He's amazing. He loves the conspiracy theories, but he's really deep into them. Uh, he's into a lot of stuff, of course. I'm not just pigeonholing him there, but he's a great bloke nonetheless. And uh, he works at JB Hi-Fi, and he picked me up a new mic. I said, man, I want to get a new mic. Can you help me out? Because I knew he did a discount. Um, I just basically just wanted to know if he had it in stock, and he'd mentioned, he's like, if you're ever going to buy anything, you know, hit me up because I get a discount. So he did it, and then he picked it up, and he's like, happy birthday. So look, I haven't transferred him money yet, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on the slide, just cheeky, cheeky. But big shout-out, Jared. It was unreal seeing them. So we had some nice pizza on on Friday night, talk some, uh, talk some filth. We actually... Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, I can't remember what it was, what, our sexual fantasies. That was pretty interesting, I've got to be honest. And it made me realize I don't really have many sexual fantasies. Maybe I've just lived them all out. You know, I'm a bit of a horn dog that's done everything he's wanted to. But um, I'm pretty basic in my sexual fantasies, I've got to be honest. I won't repeat them now, but we might do another separate episode on sexual fantasies one day. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. But I've got a second mic now, so that's really cool. So the next time I have a guest on, uh, and I wanted to get Milky on on the weekend because he was just up, but we didn't get a chance to do it, unfortunately. But I really, I'm excited because I'm going to now have someone that can not sit side by side and sort of talk and share a mic. It's it's real. We're going one step closer. I'm, I'm, I'm one step closer to being a professional podcaster. Two mics set up. And I'm very, very close to, to nailing a camera sort of set up as well. So very excited. But anyway, that was Friday night. It was really good to see them. I came home. I think I watched some sort of movie. I'm not really sure what it was. Um, but yeah, that was it. Saturday, uh, beautiful little day. We started a little bit of, little bit of cleaning in the morning. Actually, Beck grilled me. I remember that much. She gave me a little bit of shit in the morning. She was a bit... Uh, that's right. She stormed off to bed on, on Friday night for whatever reason, and uh, you know, probably said a couple of things, and I didn't mean them. And uh, that's right. She wanted me to rub her legs, and I wasn't doing a good job of it. And I was just like, "Fuck." Anyway, you know how it goes. Lovers quarrel. And Saturday woke up. Uh, she obviously woke up on the wrong side of the bed and was still grilling me. So anyway, we got over that. We're we're uh, we're lovers. We're professionals. You know, we we have a little tiff and we move on. But uh, that was Saturday morning, and then our, our good friends Milky and Sarah and the, their little boy Eddie came and stayed with us on the weekend, so that was cool. Um, Milky and I have been like best mates for years, you know, like I've, I've got quite a few good best mates, but he's, he's one of the OGs, and uh, it's good to hang out with him, you know, we, we talk all the time on the phone, we don't get to see each other all the time. He was up a few weeks ago with with another friend of ours, Jack, and but it was good to see him in, in family mode, see how he was as a dad. Not, not a bad dad, Milky, shout out, mate, not a bad dad at all. Um, but it was good seeing him. They they wanted to take Eddie to the beach. He'd never been to the beach, so we 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 were able to do that. It was a fucking perler of a day on Saturday. Um, the weather was unreal. So we hit the beach, and uh, we did that. And we got some. We got. I made a roast. Made a pork belly roast on Saturday night. That was unreal. Got to debut my my great potatoes again. Second time I made them with this new sort of style. I'm making them, but. Uh, Look, it was all right. Quick, quick potato recipe here. What you want to do is you want to boil the potatoes, parboil them five, ten minutes, whatever, just so they're soft enough to put the uh, the old knife or a fork through, and they can slide off. Then they go into the oven for about forty-five minutes. What I do is I sort of rough them up a little bit. I sort of you can either rough them up in the colander depending on how soft they are, or just give them a light little mash with something just to sort of push them out a bit. You want those rough edging. Bit of oil, salt, pepper, and I chuck rosemary on them as well. It's unreal. Just take off my shirt here. It's stinking hot. And I don't have the aircon on, um, but it's uh, it was really good. So the pork belly went went well. Uh, you know, can't please everybody. The girls were hungry. They were jumping up and down for the food. It's kind of frustrating making dinner for everybody. I've got to be honest. You know, one thing I've noticed is that 
no, no one's grateful for having dinner made for them. They, they, they say they are, but I don't think they really are. You know, everyone has their certain way they fucking do things. And, you know, I'd have done it this way. And I hate that. I, I, I catch myself doing it sometimes too. But I said to Beck, I was like, look, I, don't, I, th- I think I'm done cooking dinner for people. Hey, maybe maybe you'll get a special dinner. But I was like, I'm done. I, everyone's got a fucking opinion. And, and, and it sickens me, these opinions. So could be my last bloody social meal I make for a while. But nonetheless, it was all right. Had another bottle of the QPO. So it was a good night. But it was pretty good. Um, we just hung out, you know, had some milk. Milky and I got to go to the pocket and got a little cheeky beer in when we were out sort of doing the grocery run, you know. That was the whole idea. I said, look, let me do, let's me let go to the groceries, dude, because we really want to get a beer in. That's the fucking, that's the plan. So did that. Saturday night, we uh, we chilled out. Milky and I watched the peep show, had a few drinks. We're going to put on a movie, but I, um, I don't know... I don't know what movie we were going to put on, but they, they went to bed and I put on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really, I'm not really into Marvel movies that much, but I really liked Ant-Man because I really like Paul Rudd. It's a good cast. So I watched Ant-Man a few weeks ago and I thought, I'll watch the sequel. Honestly, it's the second time I've tried to watch it and it's the second time I've fallen asleep. But anyway, woke up on the couch and I was like, hang on, it's two o'clock, I should go to bed. But I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a 40-year Metallica special and... I was right, there was. So I ended up couch surfing from like 2 a.m. to like 3.30 a.m. watching the Metallica special. It was so good. I can't wonder what song I woke up in, but I got to see like Whiskey in the Jar. I got to see Turn the Page. It was like I disappeared. It was a couple of, I was in that era where they were doing like the the garaging stuff, did some load, you know. Then it was the Master of Puppets clip, and then it got into the other songs, you know, that they for other bands that they liked. But it was cool. Kept me thoroughly thoroughly entertained for an hour and a half so got to bed better late than never i don't really care too much i don't really prioritize sleep too much i probably should now i'm 32 and i'm getting older but i don't really care too much um and then sunday big day sunday ufc 257 fuck me dead so good i'll uh, i'll do a, a quick ufc breakdown in the in the next couple of minutes when i get done with sunday but um yeah we hit a walk in the morning got a nice little coffee uh, I'm on the decaf coffee. That's one thing I've sort of. I'm. I can't remember if I've been talking about coffee recently, but I'm. I'm sort of dabbling. I've been drinking way less coffee, and I've got to be honest. Anyone that uh, gets quite an anxious or a nervous individual, probably lay off the coffees. I have found a great, a great deal of improvement in my in my emotions and stuff like that by not having coffee. Granted, I missed the I missed the flavor, you know, but I I just have a decaf coffee instead. And it's like the beer, you know, like I love beer, I love alcohol, but I know it doesn't do me any favors in the long run. So I'll drink the non-alcoholic beer instead. Like you're getting the taste, but you're not getting the aftershock. So that's that's where I sit with coffee at the moment. But we went off and had a walk and took Arabella to the park and stuff like that. And it was good. And then it was like, right, got to be in the car because we're going to bloody Big Daddy Chives' house and want to be there by 11. I was a fucking little bit late. Was I was pissed off about. But anyway, I won't dredge up old angry feelings but it was good um chives had a, a fucking unreal setup his house is just so sick and it's so good he's got the he's got the he's got the tv outside he's got the tv inside he's got the cinema we didn't even get the cinema set up but we didn't need it It was a whole bunch of blokes just fucking hitting it hard it was good you know he had a barbecue the shout out becky and amelia they cooked a lovely barbecue maddie lanky made me a delicious burger so good so good to see maddie lank hadn't seen him in ages just a few other faces there Aaron gray ben scarless like just good to see. It was a good, good day. You know what I mean? Just a very good vibe. Um, but yeah, frankly, watched the fights. Someone pulled out a leader ball of a proper 12. That was about it. Then I woke up the next day and felt not too good about myself. And that, my friends, brings us to today, Monday morning. So without further ado... I will do a little UFC breakdown. Just a just a quick sort of UFC breakdown. I actually really wanted to speak about the UFC last week because I just watched the Max Holloway and Kelvin Cater card, which honestly was so sick. The whole card, the, the main card anyway, was like just so good. I think there was three, no, there was one, two, three. The first three fights were all knockouts. Then it had uh, Carlos Condon and Matt Brown, and that was like a, it was like the war of the old dogs. You know, that went the distance. Wasn't the greatest fight, but um, I picked Matt Brown to win, but he didn't. And then it was at the top of the top of the card was Max Holloway and Calvin Cater, which was good. So um, pretty much the last, like, I think this was the first non-title fight that Max had probably been in in a in quite a few fights, frankly. And then Calvin Cater, he's sort of quickly on the rise. He's had some good wars. I think the last fight he had 
Well, definitely the last loss he had was against that Zabit. I'm not sure of his last name. Uh, it's really long, kind of like Namagamedov, something like that. But um, I was really excited for this fight. Um, Max, look, he'd had those two fights with Volkanovski. Uh, look, shout out Volk. I know he's Australian champ, but it's just one of those ones. They were questionable sort of wins, you know. They weren't the greatest fights, to be honest. But um, that's fighting, you know. Uh, if you leave it to the judges, they, they, they pick. They decide. Just let me have a quick little sip of this nab. Ah, oh, delish. Um, but yeah, Max Holloway and Calvin Cater, unreal. It was like 1v6 or something like that, you know. Not that the rankings mean too much, but it was a good high-profile fight, I thought. A real, really good one for the featherweight division. I mean, if you had Calvin Cater get up, he was going to, you know, surely get in line for that shot and be a real contender if he beat someone like Max Holloway. And he was on the rise pretty quick. And then, of course, if Max Holloway got up, you, you think that it had put him straight up there for sort of title contention again, you know. Um Honestly, one of the best fights I'd ever seen. One of the best fucking fights I'd ever seen. It was just pure war. And Max Holloway was just outclassing from the get-go. It went five rounds. And it was just like, Calvin, you were just like one tough fucking son of a bitch. But it was just, he just took such a beating. I think he absorbed like, it was like up there for like one of the one of those fights where he's absorbed more significant strikes and, you know, any other fight in history or some shit like that. Something ridiculous. And Max was just on another level. It was just like... It was the best fight I'd ever seen Max Holloway have. And it was like one of those fights where you're like, hang on, now I want to see this. I want to see him back for the belt. And I'll tell you what, I can see him getting the belt back. It was unreal. Seriously, shout out those two guys for delivering. Like That was the best card I'd seen in a while, I thought. And the probably one of the best fights I'd seen in the last 12, 18 months. So good. So good. Um, but you've got Volkanovski versus Ortega, I think, late March. So that should be good. Uh, will he keep the belt? Will it change hands? Uh, who knows? I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I do. I do think it's an interesting fight. Um, so I think whoever wins that one will probably definitely verse Max Holloway again. I don't really want to see Volk and Holloway go again, but I do at the same time because I think that like Holloway could get the upper hand on him. And I like I like Volkanovski too, but it would be nice just to sort of have the trilogy sort of rounded out because I do think that they were sort of questionable wins. But you'd also like to see Ortega get up. You know, it's always good when the, the belt changes hands, and I'd like to see Ortega and Holloway go again. They have, and you know what? Ortega got pieced up by Holloway. So would it be a different fight? Who the fuck knows? But anyway, now, I missed the middle card at Fight Island, which doesn't matter. So we won't talk about that one. Now it brings me to UFC 257. A good little card. Why was it a good card? Because Conor McGregor's back. Everyone likes Conor McGregor. I'm a Conor McGregor fanboy. I froth on him. Um, but he's a beast. He's just a whole different animal for the UFC. And he's all humble now, and he doesn't talk trash and things like that, which is cool, you know. You can sort of see, like, you know, people going, oh, he's being humbled by Khabib and stuff like that. Look, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But it's kind of like, why does he have to talk trash anymore? You know what I mean? He talked trash and was being himself and doing his thing when it was running to the belt and he had no money and things like that. But he's got all the money in the world now. He's got kids now. You know, he's fought Dustin Poirier before, you know. There's no reason to talk shit like he doesn't need to. You know what I mean? They know what they're up against and he knows what he's up against. So it's like, ugh, it is what it is. But um, but look, the day was sick. The card, I've got to be honest, the card was quite lackluster, I thought, in a lot of ways. Um, there was some, some good biffs on it, but it just, you know, it doesn't really matter because the day was so golden with, with all the boys, you know. But um, yeah, look, I had gone into this. Okay, so we had the co-main, which was Dan Hooker v. Michael Chandler. It was Chandler's debut. He's, of course, come from Bellator. And he was pretty good, but he's had a couple of questionable losses. You know, he's lost to Eddie Alvarez, who's been beat by quite a few of the big dogs in the UFC. Um, I think his last notable win in the Bellator was, like, against Benson Henderson, who hasn't been in the UFC for, like, a few years. So, you know, Bellator is... um, it's, it's second compared to UFC. UFC is the elite, right? And then the Bellator is behind. They're sort of picking up a lot of the, the you know, the, the the seconds from the UFC when they cut from the roster. They usually get a Bellator. So I didn't really know how it was going to pan out for old Chandler. And he was versing Dan Hooker, who's a bit of a bit of a warrior. He's had a few fucking hard fights. And I'm thinking, look, he's in New Zealand, so he's pretty close to Australia. I've got to go to the hometown hero. So I was going Dan Hooker. And I was going Conor McGregor to beat Dustin Poirier how wrong I was on both those fights. So from the get-go with the Hooker-Chandler fight, Hooker just wasn't there. There's a, And I should have known, you know, there's a real issue that some of these fighters have. Hooker's a pretty tall lightweight at like six-something foot high. You know, he's got the lanky sort of frame on him. And Chandler, like, he's the little pit bull, right? He's kind of doesn't look that much taller than me, and he's got a thick, thick bastard body. 
And when you see these wrestlers go against some of these tall, lanky guys, the, the lanky guys just can't handle it. They can't read it. And the, and the the nuggets, they get in so tight, you know? And that's exactly what happened. It was like two minutes into the fight, and, uh, and Chandler just busted him up, KO. It was sick. It was seriously good. Now... I liked it. Look, I was gutted that Hooker Hooker lost, but it doesn't that doesn't do too much for um, Hooker's stock because he's still he'll still be up there for the belt one day. He's a beast, and it was good that he gave someone the opportunity. A lot of these fucking dudes sit at the top and they don't want to they don't want to risk anything. You know what I mean? They don't they made their 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 number three, four, five, whatever, and they think fuck that. I'm not going against this guy. Who knows what he's about? And they just sort of sit there waiting for the belt. Hooker was like, fuck it, I'll take him. You know. And uh, and look, so kudos to to Hooker for taking him, and now he's got to like uh, shout it. He's got to stay in Abu Dhabi for a long time under the whole COVID protocols. So he was making a big sacrifice going. So shout out Hooker for that. Um, and then yeah, Chandler. It was sick that he got up because it's like okay, he's, he's just made a dominant performance in the debut, and of course he did the fucking classic WWF, you know WWE, whatever the fuck the wrestling's called nowadays. You know the classic shout out, Khabib, this that, Connor, oh, you know like the full fucking. Just war hero, but you know it was good. You kind of like that. I, I do like that because you know secretly I'm a big WWF fan. You know Stone Cold's like like a stepfather to me, kind of like second. He raised me second. You know, so I get it. I enjoy it. I think that's why I like Conor McGregor so much because I like that shtick. You know, the whole fucking trash talk. I'm I'm about that life. Anyway, so who knows what's next for them? You know, Chandler wants the belt, but he's only had one fucking fight. I'd like to see him fight anyone else except Khabib right now because it just there's other people there. You know, but but who? And Khabib could be retired now. Let's take us to the main. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. This is a good fight. It started out of a whole, um, like a charity thing. They were going to do like a, like a spa thing in, in Ireland somewhere. Conor McGregor was going to put it on, and it was going to be so Conor could donate money to Dustin Poirier's Good Fight Foundation. Anyway, whatever happened, UFC got wind of it. Dana wanted to make some money, and it turned into an actual fight. So it's been a little while in the making. Now, Look, Dustin always looks good. He's he's a war horse. He's an animal, and he just he's a nice guy. And you can just tell he's 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 built for fighting, right? Connor's been out of it for a while. Yeah, that yeah, that good win over Donald Cerrone, which was devastating for Cerrone, you know, 40, 45 seconds, whatever it was. Then he was fucking gone for another year, right? So he's he doesn't spend a lot of time in the ring, Connor, which I don't think has done him any favors. And saying that though, he looked phenomenal. Like his body looked good. He he, he weighed in at one fifty five, right on the dot, and he looked good. Championship weight, you know. Poirier looked a little bit shaky in the press conference. He looked a little bit shaky at the weigh-ins. It was a bit like, oh, hang on, you know, like, you know, the body language experts come out, you know, myself included. You're thinking, oh, God, he's a bit shaky. He's this, he's that. Mate, doesn't matter because once they're in the ring, once those fucking cage doors close, that's it. So, yeah, just from the get-go, it didn't look too good. Connor got a few good shots on him. Poirier got a few good shots in him, but it was this deadly calf kick that that Dustin just kept fucking landing, you know? And, and it just, it did. It, it just fucking debilitated his leg, and, and that was it. And and he just, he rushed him, got a few good uh, few good knocks on him, and then Connor sort of went down, he got a big right hand in the face, and that was it, night-night McGregor. Um, yeah, is what it is. Do I think it changed anything? No, I think it's, I think you'll see Connor back. I think he's aware, he even sort of acknowledged it in the press conference, that he's just, he's, he hasn't had enough time in the ring, you know? And I think that's what it is. And Dustin, you've got to be happy for someone like Dustin, you know. He's obviously, he's, he's had his time at, with Khabib, um, but it wasn't meant to be at that time. Now, Khabib's, from all accounts, he's retired. He's still got the belt and hasn't been stripped yet, but he's, he's retired. So I think my two cents is he will be stripped of the belt, and I think you'll see Dustin fight, uh, I don't know, well, he's calling out Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz is calling out him. So I doubt whether they'll make that a title fight, but I do believe that Dustin Poirier will be the next person to fight for the vacant belt. I'm not sure who is. There's, you know, there's there's Gaethje up there. There's Charles Oliveira. I actually think that's the fight to make. If if the, if Khabib, if Khabib falls apart and he doesn't want the belt anymore, he is retired. I think Dustin Poirier fights Charles Oliveira. That's the fight. I think. You know what I mean? I could possibly like to see Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor fight because I think you'd see a bit of fucking trash talk there. I think that'd be fun. Then you've got Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. That's that's the fights I would make, you know. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see Khabib retire if that's the thing. I would like to see him go again, you know, get the 30, you know, if, that, if that's what he went for. Um, do I think that any of the people in the UFC in the lightweight division can beat Khabib? Not at all. I don't think any of them can. Um, I thought Gaethje was the guy to get the job done, and he couldn't do it. So I, I don't know, and I don't think Chandler's ready for it yet either, you know. But we will see. So that's my prediction for the lightweight division. Um, but it was good. It was good seeing Connor back. It's hard though, eh? You know, he rocked up in that like hundred fucking foot yacht, parked outside the thing. He's got the Rolls Royce. He's got more money than God. 
And you just think, what's the motivation now? You know, money's not the motivation. He's got the proper 12 whiskey. He's just launched another friggin' company called Tidal Sports, which is like plant-powered cryotherapy spray shit. You know, so you know he's making a fucking mozzo. He's got the, the fitness programs. He's got the fucking fashion line. You know, so money's not the thing. It's, it's, it's like, what is it? It's, it has to be just for legacy now, you know? And the thing is, he's going to have to get in there and fight. And that's, that's the only way to build his fight legacy. But, I mean, no shame if he wants to leave. I don't think there's any shame because he's made his money. He always said, get in, get rich, get out. And he's done that, you know, and he keeps sort of dabbling. But he obviously, something inside him eating him away that he needs to fight. But anyway, it was good to see him back. It's fun. I tell you what, the build-up with McGregor, it's fun. It's funner than any fighter. He just does it differently. But, um, yeah, anyway, that is my UFC breakdown for the week. I'm not sure when the next card is. We've got some good fights coming up. Now, where have I been? Where have I been? What is going on? Got a few uh, few little things here to talk about. I've been doing some different doing some different shit. Um, last week I had it on the show. I was going to do a little rest in peace shout out for Sylvain Sylvain from the New York Dolls. I was a bit gutted about that. Um, he passed away at six nine. Had cancer. That was horrible. But I, I just wanted to bring it up as well because I I seen them live a few years ago and I just I got real nostalgic the other week and I was really missing live music and I was thinking fuck you know like it's been some serious time you know that's I've seen since I've seen live music but the New York Dolls was one of the funnest bands I'd ever seen and they were just hardcore dudes you know what I mean back they were they were from New York hardcore New York back in the seventies and they like they fully dressed like chick can you imagine that just guys looking like females and just playing fucking hard punk rock in the nineteen seventies in New York when it was just fucking hardcore so yeah rest in peace Sylvain Sylvain but um yeah music live music I I do miss it I've got a I've got a gig lined up for September I want to go see Guns N' Roses I have more tickets for that yet and Faith No More are playing next month so I want to go see them as well but uh haven't uh haven't got there just yet so we will, we will see but um I was talking to my cousin Alan about this actually on the weekend you know and we were sort of because the Wild Hearts right we got we got talking about this and and what I'm seeing now is we're seeing a lot of bands do um, like the streaming, the online streamed concerts, you know, because they've got to do that. There's no way that you're playing. I know Australia's starting to get some live music happening again, a lot of like sit-down events and things like that, all these social distance events. And If that's what has to happen, then that's what has to happen, you know what I mean? I am a, I am a through-and-through music fan, lover, and it's just like you want them to get paid, you know what I mean? These these musicians, they bring you so much joy, they bring you so much fucking help, you know, and just music for me is is every occasion you know what i mean i I hate silence i don't want to be in silence i just want every thing about music to be around me you know um so it it is what it is you know and it was funny like we're talking to alan and and the wild hearts are doing a stream show i think the ticket's about 28 bucks you know he's like oh fuck 28 bucks you know it seems so expensive and i'm like yeah i know but you've got to like look at it like these guys like this is their job you know if you couldn't do your job because of a pandemic whatever reason and you need to get paid and as a fan you want these guys to keep doing their job so you can enjoy the the, you know the fruits of their labor so it's like fuck 28 bucks is not much you know and you're sort of breaking it down and it's kind of like yeah where where else do they go and where else does music go if the live music's not a thing i mean you've got merch you know like no one's really buying CDs. Vinyl's a thing, but I don't really buy vinyl and stuff like that. The reason I don't buy a lot of music anymore is because it's it's how I listen to music. You know, you pay for the streaming services and I'll listen to it on the iPhone and the iPad and, you know, on the TV and things like that. But you don't really go and put a CD on or put a record on. One day like that is one of my list of things that I like to do is have a room full of fucking records, have a cool-ass record player, cool-ass couch for the king, and just, you know, you can fucking zone out, you know, and fade away in that, that cool room and just listen to your vinyl. But until then, it's like, fuck, you're just going to listen to it on the music and stuff. I have goals around this too, you know? Like, I, I love music so much that, like, look, I use Spotify, I pay for Spotify, but it's it's sickening how much Spotify doesn't pay the artist. It, there needs to be something done, overhauled. I myself would love to build a platform one day that's just all about the artist. You know, you pay enough for yourself to get paid as the fucking CEO and stuff so you can eat too. Uh, you know, make sure the machine is still running so pay the people that need to make it run. But, you know, you want to give more back to the artist. I saw an, I saw a thing the other day and it was Gary Newman and it was like for a million streams or some shit of one song, he got like 37 pounds. It's like, fuck, that's like, that's like a meal out in London. You know what I mean? You're not getting much with that. That's like a million listens. So... Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy, you know. Um, the uh, the the music scene, but look, hopefully, COVID is sort of backing off, easing off. I know it sort of has in Australia, touch wood, but it seems to be still kicking on 
everywhere else in the world. But look, if these if bands need to do online shows and we need to pay for that, that's what needs to happen. So I've got to I've got to pull my finger out and get the twenty eight bucks paid for the Wild Heart show that's going to be in April, um, and start buying more more merch and things like that. I think uh, merch is cool. I, I think it's cool. I said it back. I'm like, look, I love wearing a band T shirt, you know, because it's like it's like a calling card, you know. I like to you know when I put my Motorhead T shirt on, I like going out in it so people know that like, hey, that guy he must listen to Motorhead, and I'm like, yeah, I do, and it's like awareness. It's like paying it forward type situation, you know. I love paying it forward. I love when someone uh, you'll tell you about a band, you're like, I never heard of them, and you actually out and listen to them, or, and you're like, fuck, this is a good band, you know. I'm glad that guy or that girl told me to listen to this band. But anyway, yeah, ranting and raving about the music. But I tell you what, I tell you what, one day that that's what I like to do. Have my own streaming service, and then have my own bloody festival, the King of the Catch Festival. Who knows, Catch Fest. I don't know. I got some big fucking goals and dreams and plans. Anyway, oh, over the weekend, I wanted. I, I had to mention little little chives. He picked up a new car, Porsche, nineteen fifty eight, and I had to. I was dying to sit in it. I got to go for a drive in it. Oh, belching. Wouldn't be a show without a belch. Unreal car. Jeez, it got me g'd up. I've never sat in one of the old Porsches. You know, I love Porsches. That's a big thing for me. I reckon once I make enough money to buy a Porsche, I'll feel like a big part of me has made it. But geez, it was good to go and sit my ass in that. I was like, Milky, take some photos of me in this car. You know, like I'm putting that up on the vision board. We're going serious. So well done, Chives. It's a beautiful car. Um, I really, really liked it. Anyway, now going to talk a little bit about health and stuff like this. Uh, I've got a couple of things I'll touch on here. I, um, I wanted to the other man this year right so 2021 is it's 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 really and i know we're still in january and stuff like that and the the new year's resolutions are still high on people's agendas and stuff but i'm very serious about changing and bettering myself and doing things like that so i've been very very consistent at the gym um and i've been very um consistent with sort of like helping my mental health out and things like that you know less drinking less coffee trying to eat better food and saying that though i'm finding with 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 drinking a lot less than the sugar um cravings are, are huge they're high like to the point where i'm like a party size bag of twisties is just like is a go-to right now blocks of chocolate and stuff like that so i've got to knock that shit out i want to do a little gym challenge sort of in march just to sort of help me do that but i'm trying to sort of better myself there but whatever baby steps right one day at a time but a big big push on 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 being healthy and trying new things so we'll, we'll go through a bit of a section here so I, uh, <laughs> this is funny. So the other week I said to Beck, it was like two weeks ago, I said, look, let's make some bone broth. We've been seeing it. You know, we follow a few fucking health gurus. I know Pete Evans, the big dog, the conspiracy theorist, chef, he's always going on about it. But um, we've never made it, you know, and it's like you keep talking about something and it's like you've got to just fucking do it, you know. If you if you, if you you don't do it, you'll keep talking about it and it's just one of those things. So I said, let's go and do it. So we went out and made bone broth, right? We have all these huge intentions, you know, of like making the best bone broth in the world and drinking it and we're going to get the beautiful collagen and the hair and the nails and the skin and the joint and all that crap. Um, but it's just like we went out to the to the butcher and got like $15 worth of marrow bones, you know. It's really weird. I, I get funny when you got to buy, you know, I'm not a baller yet, so you got to buy things and you don't know the... You don't know the price and you're going, fuck, I hope these bones aren't going to be too expensive. Got a few sausages there too. I didn't want to see like we're just buying his shitty off-cut bones. But I was like, yeah, give me some of those snags, mate. They look good. But it was good. Hey, shout out the butcher too. I haven't been to a butcher in a long time. And it was good. It's different to go like Coles and Woolies. You know, there's a there's a story behind every slab of steak and every thing of sausage. You know, they could tell you about it. Oh, he was chewing my ear off about bone broth. But very, very good dude. In fact, this this kind of a kind of an anti-negative, but he's like... He accidentally charged me for a dozen eggs after we asked for the price of a dozen eggs. I called him back and said, hey man, like, I've just looked at the receipt because I was looking at the receipt because I was curious to know how much the fucking bones were, right? Because it was like 37 bucks or something like that we spent. And he's like, I've looked at it and fuck, he charged us for the egg. Call him back, mate, no worries. Come, you know, we'll, we'll give you money back. So not only does he give me my 1250 back, they're organic eggs, by the way, that's very expensive. He's giving me my 1250 back and then the boss goes, hey mate, give him those eggs as well. He's like, oh, he's like, we fucked him around. I'm like, no, you're right, it's cool. So I think they were called Bucox or something, but the the butcher at Batinia and the shopping center, go and check it out if you're a sunny coast local. The guys were excellent there. Um, great bones, by the way. Great sausages and the organic eggs. Mm, great. One of those things as well. I'm trying to I'm trying to eat more free range organic sort of stuff outside of eating the twisties and chocolate, of course, you know. But I am making it. But they tell you what, the the price of these eggs, it's it's extortion. Twelve fifty for a dozen eggs. You know, that, at that point, it was literally more than a dollar an egg. So we're getting up there in the world. But anyway, 
We want to make the bone broth. So it's this whole fucking ordeal, right? We have the best intentions. We roast the bones for an hour. Stinks to high heaven in the house because it's just roasting bones. It's sick. It's like cannibalistic shit. We're then, you know, put everything into the slow cooker. You put the water in. You've got the, you know, the ginger, the garlic, the apple cider vinegar. You've got the fucking veggies in there and you've got the bones, right? Now you seal that bitch up and you let it just cruise for 24 hours. So you can do it on a pot, but we just like, I love the slow cooker. The slow cooker has got to be one of the greatest inventions of the 21st century. I was like, let's just do it. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll come back tomorrow. So it was like 5.45 on a Saturday. We were ready to play it up by like 5 p.m. on a Sunday. It looked good. It smelled good. Look, albeit it was a bit of a bit of a hectic, funky meat smell in the house, but it was pretty good. We still had high hopes. So we've done it. And then it's the process of like the draining, the this and that. Oh, man. And it was just like that whole thing. It was like that whole diatribe in the 40-year-old version where he's just explaining how to make that egg salad sandwich the whole weekend. And by the time we got to eat it, it, he wasn't really into it. That was us with the bone broth. I thought, hang on, it's just my, it literally has taken us 24 hours to do this. I've had to strain it like three times to get this delicious thing. Then you put it in the fucking fridge, you chill it as fast as you can, basically without freezing it, and it, the fat rises to the top. So then you peel the fat off, which looks sort of like butter. You can keep that for cooking. So we've kept that. I don't know. I've never ever fucking used lard in my life to cook, but apparently now I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a guy that's going to use lard to cook. We'll see. I'll come back to that in five years and go, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's been in the freezer, lard. Yeah. And then you've got the you've got the bone broth itself. So it's finely made, smells of meat and stuff like that, and it's looked like a jelly texture. You know, a cup a day apparently is is what it is. You know, and then boom, in the microwave, you zap it for a minute, put a little bit of lemon in, some salt, maybe pepper. I put some salt. Don't want too much pepper. That was it. I'm excited. I've had a taste of it. Yuck. Just disgusting. The texture, it's like drinking pure fat. It really was horrible, you know? And it was one of those things I just couldn't get out of my head. I was like, I am drinking legitimate bone juice here, like the insides of bones. Like, how sick am I? Now, I've got a few other things. There's a lot of benefits here, right? And this is what I kept thinking of. I'm just like holding my nose, trying to sip it, you know? Source of uh, beneficial amino acids. Great for your gut health and digestion. I will 100% say it's definitely good for your digestion. I had a cup of it, had a run to the toilet. Basically, shit my pants. Tried it again the next day, same thing. Cup, poo, 100%, no worries. May support immune function. That should be a good thing. Supports the production of anti-aging molecules. May support weight loss, joint health. Might help you get to sleep. Didn't help me get to sleep because I don't really prioritize sleep. But all those things, it was good. Um, yeah, look, my two cents on that. Make bone broth if you're if you're interested in spending a long time in the kitchen. If not, I'd probably just duck out and buy one. Next time I get it, I'm going to buy one. And I reckon they probably do it a little bit different. I'm going to try and keep drinking it. Um, the, one, the stuff that I've made is gone off. So I've got to throw that shit out. But I am going to try and buy a store-bought one because... I now know how long it takes and how long-winded it was. It was just too much. They have to freeze the bones and get rid of them. It's it's a fucking ordeal, man. Um, but it was it was it was okay. It was okay. Look, I said yuck, but it it was the idea that was yuck. The taste of it was great. I'm sure to go good in a soup. The 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 ironic sort of thing is that like on Sunday night prior to that, I had you know we'd gone out and spent money on a tonkatsu ramen and that of course is pork bone broth and it's delicious you go oh this is so good i'm so cultured how japanese am i you come home and you drink your own bone broth and you're like this is fucking disgusting i'm a cannibal and what am i doing here but from all accounts it, it is really good for you so that was one of the healthy things i did so look didn't say it was all going to be easy but it was one of the healthy things i did another healthy thing i'm doing a mental health sort of thing a social media detox. So one of the things I've been trying to do is do a bit of personal development every day, listen to some YouTube videos, some positive shit, you know, getting sun and meditating and things like that. Not really meditating, going to be honest. That's that's I want to do that, but I haven't. Doing some more deep breathing and things like that, different things like that. But, but PD, personal development, I'm finding some cool videos. So I come across this one the other day, and it was like basically like just different routines and things like that. I get really interested in people's routines, you know, morning routines, evening routines, these secrets of the billionaires and all this sort of shit. You know, what does fucking Keith Richards do when he wakes up in the morning? You know, I get interested in that sort of shit. Um, but what I had seen and what I am trying to do now is a social media detox. Not to say that I'm off it all the time, but just a social media detox for the first hour of every day of my life, right? And from all accounts, I've been pretty good at that. I, I don't think, I maybe missed one or two days so far since doing it probably a week and a bit ago. Um, but it's basically just get up. The only thing I use my phone for in the morning is to maybe check the time or turn the alarm off, and that's it. I just stay off my phone. I go and put it on charge when I'm downstairs, and 
hang out with Arabella, do whatever with Beck, see Frank, you know, might go for a walk, do some exercise, but I don't need my phone. I just don't look at it. I don't open Instagram. I don't open Facebook. And uh, I feel like it's been highly beneficial, even just like a week in. According to the study, it was crazy. It was like human brains now are distracted in about eight seconds, which is like a second less than a goldfish. So so apparently humans now have less of an attention span than a fucking goldfish. Pretty scary sort of stuff, I thought. So um, I didn't want to be you know have the attention span of a goldfish um so i thought fuck i'll put it down but you can see that hey instagram especially you look at it photo double click next photo double click double click the little photo you know you look at a thousand photos before even fucking feet have hit the floor so i don't need it instagram and so facebook they all serve their purposes and things like that but for me i get a little bit over it to be honest i get i I do get wildly over it. it's just it is what it is so that's that's one thing i'm trying to do a social media digital detox for the first hour of the day only things i'm putting in front of my face are, are good things you know do a bit of stretching sunlight whatever get the music on that's about it that's pretty good. I'm usually up between anywhere from 5.30 to 7 and then I sort of look at my phone but by the time I get on to work about 9 o'clock. So I'm doing more than an hour. But it's been good. So anyone that maybe gets a bit of anxiety or they feel distracted, unfocused, try that shit first thing in the morning, you know. So that's been that's been good. Uh, other things that I've been doing, this is what I did last week. So last Wednesday night I did my first thing of acupuncture and, and cupping. Honestly, unreal. The Chinese are onto something with this Eastern medicine. It is fucking good shit. Um, JD Young, she was shout out. She was unreal. She's the she was the local acupuncturist I went to, and she was really good. I tell you what, I had a six or seven session, and I didn't realize. But the way acupuncture works is when the when the needles go in, apparently your body sort of lets it just generally fall out. The needle pushes it out as you relax, and the cortisol level drops. The needle can be pushed out. So if you're stressed, then the needle's going to stay in your body. So anyway unbeknownst to me like she's like you're tense as fuck you didn't say that but i knew that's what she meant and she was you know doing the nice massaging doing the needles she had the cupping which was fucking brilliant it felt so good and then she had like the gun thing that's like the huge massager and it's just so good like so so good i can't recommend it enough the tension was down but i wake up it's 20 past seven i've literally nodded off when i was on my back and she's like oh yeah you're all good to go here you know and she's like look i'm so sorry i've kept you a bit longer she's like you're just so tense. I had to wait for your cortisol levels to drop for the, everything to work. I'm like, don't be sorry. I'm like, you've done me a huge favor by doing that, you know. So I was like, that was that was extra shout out points there. You know, she's not just think, she's not just focused on the money. She was worried about the result. So I was like, that is exceptional service. So if you're in Calandra or anywhere in the Sunshine Coast, JD Young is her name. She's an acupuncturist, unreal. So she was like, I was cheering her ear off about a few things, and she was telling me a few things that no one else had told me. I had like the, when I had the bursitis, I still probably have it to be to be frank, and the tears in my shoulder. She's like, you shouldn't even be using that shoulder for anything hardcore at all, like you have been doing. So you know, I'm a hardcore bodybuilder, of course. But you know, I love a push up or twelve. So she was the first one that told. I was literally, I was like, you, no one's ever told me this shit, but I can't recommend that enough. I've still got the cupping thing, cupping little fucking blood stains on my back. I love it. It feels good, but I've booked in again for the 3rd of Feb, and I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. I wish I could do it a fair bit, truly. The only one time I felt I felt one needle go on my right foot, and that was that was the only sort of half painful thing I would say. So that was really good. Highly, 10 out of 10, highly would recommend acupuncture and, uh, and cupping and all those sort of things. Just really, really good. Can't recommend it enough. Now, the other thing that I've done, doing a lot here i feel really good about this the other thing i've done is uh cryotherapy i went and me beck amelia jordan and their friend jack well he's our friend now as well shout out jack and the whole crew but we did cryotherapy it was um yeah really cool really interesting the the um the benefits of cryotherapy i get really nervous with these things too like you know it's really good things for you and you've poisoned your body so hard over so many years but the fact that you're going to need to stand in like a cryogenic chamber, you're just like, well, I'm very nervous here. But but all these things, cryotherapy reduces migraine symptoms, numbs nerve irritation, uh, treats mood disorders, I'm not even sure what that is, helps arthritic pain, may help low-risk tumors, prevent dementia and Alzheimer's, you know, helps dermatitis and other skin conditions. But outside of all that, the biggest thing I thought was that it really helps reduce inflammation and, and blood circulation and things like that. So that was really cool. I, um, I always... It's weird, you know, like the older you get, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I'm inflamed, I can feel my shoulder, my back, everything's sore, you're stressed, you're tense, you've been to the gym, you just, you feel like you're inflamed. I felt a thousand times lighter after Alzheimer's. Doing this cryotherapy today too. So it's three minutes, so it's set the same. It's like a, it's like a tank, right? You get in, your head's out the top, um, they close it. You sort of start negative, maybe like 80, 90 
degrees and it gets all the way to like minus 130 degrees and you're in the tank for like three minutes right now beck went first i went second and of course the tank is sort of colder and colder so the last person's fiver so jack evidently would have had it the coldest you know because he went last but it was good look nothing to be scared of um it was cold yeah it was cold not like minus 130 degrees like what you think would be really cold like it's kind of like i have my arms out you put gloves on and you've got like socks and slippers on, and that's about it, and you wear your underpants, you know, but you want to get maximum skin exposure. You can put your head in there too, you just have to like hold your breath because it's all fucking nitrogen and stuff, it's no good if you breathe in. But um, yeah, unreal. Like, it got quite cold in there, three minutes is, is definitely enough. Uh, the guy that run it was really cool too, so he was there like helping us answer questions. He basically watches it just in case you get freaked out and you need to get out or it's too cold. Um, but yeah, so 100, minus 130 degrees at three minutes, unreal. You get out, right, and you're, you're cold. Obviously, you're cold. That's fucking cryotherapy in a nutshell, right? But there's a there's a spot on my back that's always just got a bit of tension. Now, it had a lot less tension after uh, uh, the acupuncture. But, yeah, just straight up after the cryotherapy, like, I was just, again, took a whole lot of uh, pain away from my shoulder, pain away from my back. It was good. I felt good. I felt a bit lighter, to be honest. A little, little bit of the brain frog was lifted. I was pretty. I was a bit crook today. Um, maybe in the proper twelves, but I was a bit crook. Um, we won't go into it. But um, I felt a hell of a lot better, a hell of a lot clearer, a lot more awake, and things like that. So, I um, I definitely would recommend it. You know, whether it's a placebo effect or not, people go, "This just could be a placebo." But if it's a fucking placebo effect and it makes you feel good, then who gives a shit? It works. It doesn't matter, you know. If a placebo makes someone feel good, then in my my eyes, it works. So it worked. Um, but go and check it out. I will probably do it more regularly. It's it is quite expensive. I'll say that fifty bucks for like three minutes, where you can do like one hundred fifty nine dollar um, membership there because they did like the compression stuff on your legs and your arms and whatever, and then they have the infrared technology and then they have the cryo. So there will be people that will go and do the compression, then they'll jump in and do the, like the infrared, and then they'll do the the cryo or vice versa. He said if you sweat in the infrared you don't want to do the cryo after it because it's colder but um yeah i'll be trying that infrared stuff next as well maybe the compression because i'm working out but it's good it's um i used to think it was a bit crazy you know spending all this money sort of trying to better yourself and stuff but you're like no you've as as sort of cliche as it sounds you really only got one place to live and that's your body you know so i don't want to wake up and feel pain and stuff like that you know i want to be able to move and carry my daughter and play with her and you know not be a that fucking bastard, you know, moping around when he's, you know, 50 or fucking 32 for that matter. So I'm trying to spend more money on myself. It's good. If you invest in yourself, it can't be a bad thing. So that's, uh, yeah, cryotherapy, the acupuncture, the social media detoxing, and there was something else there I, I mentioned too, which escapes me because I've been talking so much. Or oh, the bone broth, of course. So feeling pretty feeling pretty healthy, feeling pretty done good about myself. So I'm going to keep it up, you know, back to the gym, get close tomorrow, back to gym Wednesday, and that'll be it. Now, coming to the end here, I've got one little movie review, and I'll do a punchable offense, and I'll probably wrap this some bitch up. Um, movie time, Jungle Land, unreal movie. Go and check it out. It's got Charlie Hunnam in it and Jack O'Connell. Uh has a bit of a fighter type vibe, so to set the scene, it's basically uh, Jack O'Connell's a boxer, Charlie Hunnam's his older brother who sort of plays his manager. They're ridiculously poor in some part of America. It even might even be set in like the 80s and the 90s, but like it looks a bit old school. They're ridiculously poor. Charlie Hunnam's got a bit of a bit of a bad debt to some gangsters, so they basically have to go to this tournament in Las Vegas, and they've got to take a girl with them. Of course, anarchy and trouble and shoes, and that's the movie. But um. Really good movie. Quite quite sad in a lot of ways. Quite, you know, I felt a bit emotional watching it. Um, I love Charlie Hunnam as an actor, and Jack O'Connell's a really good actor. Uh, if you want a bit of a good drama, maybe tearjerker type fighter movie. Actually, there was going to be more fight scenes in it, but the ones that were in it were pretty pretty bloody, um, and it was quite real. I felt very real in it, and 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 uh, my emotion was high. But that was like a good nine or ten out of ten film. Proper drama proper good movie so that was it go and see the dry i mentioned that earlier and if you want an old sort of fun one i watched the general's daughter a couple of weeks ago on netflix go and see that john travolta unreal good little movie now punchable offense time um oh god punchable offense how good are they um this one was a funny one i uh i won't mention names and things like that and i'll probably will offend someone with this one but um I've been, you know, because the, the, the potty's getting some traction and things like that, so I'm starting to get a few more Instagram followers. Um, now, I've got to do it. How do I word this right? 
in fact, I don't care how I word this, but the punchable offense is those those brand builder types, you know, um, that they get on there and they might be younger people, younger kids, sitting dudes a lot. And they'll basically, you know, wear like fancy clothes or go next to fancy cars or go on private jets and things like that and take photos of themselves. And they're trying to sell themselves as some sort of motivational entrepreneurial guru. And they have some sort of dickheadish motivational quote you know it'd be them standing on the steps looking into the sky from their private jet which is surely not their private jet and it'll just be like a, you know doubt me now uh prove my haters wrong all those sort of things that's a punchable offense guys uh i don't like it it seems very very unauthentic um it's just something real dickheadish about it i don't know what it is but it makes me really want to punch in the head no but in all seriousness more power to them and stuff they can do that it's their social media they can do whatever the fuck they want but it's something just incredibly wanky about that you know where it's kind of like i i wear louis vuitton shoes i've made it check me on my um the bonnet of a ferrari it's just i don't know and they're usually like these people that are they're some sort of marketing genius guru entrepreneurs they've got about seven or eight hundred followers you know so you know they're like are they at the, just at the very start of their career but um yeah that's a punchable offense but anyway that is what it is so look that's the show episode 79 thank you for coming thank you for being back um i will say this one thing i'm going to try and do I, i've got the monday show we've got this down pat as long as i don't get a tickly throat and have to take a week off we're down pat and this is the long show I th- i'm thinking about doing maybe thursday or friday maybe doing like a little little five ten minute clip i'm not sure what on yet maybe more like motivational sort of stuff or, or, or a certain story or even a certain movie just like a real m- micro show of the king of the couch a little little tiny chair you know king of the chair sort of small edition of it um but no shit, in all seriousness, I'm thinking about doing a little five, ten minute one at the end of the week. So you've got something to go into the weekend, something that sort of picks you up, have a bit of a laugh. So the king is hopefully going to do more. As I said, we're very close to getting that camera for YouTube. We'll be on YouTube very soon. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Now I've got that other mic. I was talking to Jared. We're going to do another conspiracy theory podcast soon. So I might get him on in the next week or two. Um, but I've got a few guests lined up. Probably have a guest mid-Feb as well. Um we got a lot to do. We've got a lot to work on. We're just getting started for 2021. But uh, fuck yeah, feeling good about it. I'm going to neck this nab, finish that shit off, go watch a movie, and then uh, enjoy Australia Day tomorrow. Hey, shout out Australia Day. We'll talk about Australia Day next. We'll do it, whatever. Anyway, King of the Couch, episode 79. You've been fucking beautiful as always. I love you all. Yeah.